You are now listening to the Foobies Podcast. And here are your hosts, Quentin Quo, Tim Dimmick, and Jackson Rubin. Um, Jackson, what are you eating? Funyuns, because they're my favorite chip. Mm, that's good. I'm eating toast with scrambled eggs and arugula and basil I grew in my garden. Quentin, what are you <laughs> eating? Cup of joe. <laughs> oh, cup of joe. I saw you had some pizza, too. Oh, yeah, it's really good. I uh, had some jalapenos and anchovies on it. Cool. Mm. Uh, it's a pizza that your dad made, and he bought. he buys the plain pizza at the store, and then he brings it home and puts ingredients on it to spruce it up. Sounds that's a good idea. That's a good recap. Previously on the Previously Foobies, on the other Foobies recording. Podcast. Hey guys, this is the Foobies podcast. Uh, welcome. This is we had some technical difficulties. So hey, we're starting from the top. Mm-hmm. Um, I had technical difficulties. I will. I yeah, my recording fucked up. Hey, we watched hey, a movie called Simply Irresistible. And yes. oh was boy, this movie Simply Irresistible? Absolutely not. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't look away from it. If that's what you mean, it was like a train wreck. Um, See, I had the opposite problem. I had a hard time looking at it <laughs> without looking at another screen. Mm-hmm. Every time you, your eyes try to focus on the screen, they would slowly start like veering off. Like <laughs> anytime there was a crab on the screen, my attention went up like a hundred and ten percent. Though yes, that is true. There's a um, lot of crabs in this movie. Anyway, this is this is a movie starring Sarah Michelle Gellar in which uh, her mother is inhabited, her dead mother is inhabited by a crab that watches over her. Yes. And um, she has an Irish she has, guardian yeah. angel named Gene Baloney. Um, O'Reilly, who, I think. Gene O'Reilly, who is a southern foppish dandy who is magical and possibly an angel or a demon. Uh, most likely <laughs> like a, demon. He's a demon. He's a demon who Probably captured demon. his mother's soul and put it in a crab. Mm-hmm. Forces. It's like it's like the premise of Good Omens, where he needs to make sure that these two get together so that they give birth to the Antichrist. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's what. I, <laughs> Honestly, wouldn't be surprised. The crab is her animal familiar. They are both awful people who I don't like very much. And this is a crab. This is like a rubber crab. It's on a string. Yeah. Yeah, when it moves, it's so. Um, it's it's so bad. awful animatronic. It's it. Yeah, it looks like it's being dragged along the ground. Um, it's really fucking terrible um anyway gina riley propositions her with crabs um, <laughs> uh, at a very small farmer's market and says hey your mom would have wanted you to have these um and then makes her pay for them uh he offers them up like it's a gift and then makes her pay for them um, and then disappears and then disappears um you know we see him later cheap. in a couple other roles but he's <laughs> still he's still kind of a dickhead in all those other roles yeah, I thought he kind of looked like Dan Aykroyd a little bit. I, Young, um, younger. Maybe, yeah. I can see kind, that. Kind of round, roundish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christopher oh, oh, Durang. Oh, uh, real quick, uh, something we didn't mention before, but like when she's buying uh, raspberries, she's buying berries and like, uh, like, oh, we want the blackberries? She's like, no, I'll have the raspberries. And then she does one of those like silent mouthed thank yous. Like, I don't... What did what did the daughter say there? Because I don't actually know what the fuck she said. I also did not understand the scene. I think she was trying to just like warn her, like don't buy them. Yeah, 
Oh, okay. Weird. Oh, oh. So that's sorry. My my uh, that that explains it. Still weird, but uh, mm -hmm. my my shit was buffering, so it kind of skipped yeah. over that part. I mean, not a great scene if three people did not understand what you were trying to convey <laughs> no, in this exactly. scene. Exactly. So um, the crab runs away and pinches a hot uh, businessman on the toe. And Tom Bartlett, played by Sean Patrick Flannery. Yes, from Boondock Saints, who I now remember was in that. Boondock Saints 2. Yeah. He's not in the first one. Yeah, he is. He, he he's is? Like the main guy. Yeah, him, him oh, okay. and Norman Reedus are, are the Boondock Saints. Yeah. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> yep, you're totally right. Uh, and uh, I'm a dipshit. So, yeah, Quentin, uh, did you say crab cute earlier? They have I said crab uh, Jackson cute. Said oh, Jackson said crab cute. They have a crab cute. Yes. Um, they, uh, they stumble upon each other. And um, doesn't he? She, this is like the important part that she mentioned that she's making like a crab Napoleon or something. Yes. Yeah. She sees Excuse a taxi that. driving pat by with like Napoleon at the Natural History Museum, and she's like, "I'm making a crab, uh, Napoleon." And then he's she, like, mm, "That sounds great." <laughs> yeah. How does she know the crab Napoleon? And she doesn't know actually how to make crab. Like she's a chef and works at a restaurant, but she doesn't know how to cook. Yeah. Which um, her restaurant is going under. Presumably, so she's her mother has been dead for presumably a number of years at this point. I think, mm -hmm. um, at least a year, if not more. She grew up in this restaurant, presumably as well. Uh, her aunt works there, who might even be a better chef than she is, um, and her mother owned this restaurant. You would think that she would be able to cook in some way. Um, or she would hire someone who knew how to cook. Uh, but I guess that did not come that this staff of three people could not be, uh, increased for this 30 seat restaurant. Um, which has seven plates, which has seven plates. What the fuck? Um, well, I don't think anyway. they've ever had more than like three customers at a time, but apparently it used to be good. So I don't know what the fuck happened. Um, her, mom so <laughs> her mom went to hell. Her mom went to hell and took the food with her. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, but anyway, Tom is so, there shopping with his chef. Yeah, for their Valderol. Valderol. You. What does he call him later? Uh, uh, Au revoir, dickhead. Which I love. <laughs> but they're they're buying up all the mushrooms, and he's a snooty celebrity star chef. Yes. And. They're opening Jonathan's at the mall. <laughs> Jonathan's at this Fifth Ave um, department store. Yeah. Very, very fancy department store, which it's funny. They, um, at some point, they, so they do like an interview with Jonathan, or they do an interview with Tom Bartlett, who's the manager of this restaurant, whatever. And mm. um, he goes, this will be New York's first ever four-star restaurant, which is not a thing that exists. Four-star restaurants don't exist. Um, Those he didn't are hotels, say Michelin, right? He didn't say yeah. Michelin star. He just said four star. <laughs> yeah, hotels go up to five stars. Um, mm -hmm. Restaurants on the Michelin star scale can have they can earn three stars, but typically, so and they are given out yearly. So and you have to maintain them. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Fire Firestone Tires is just rolling out their new restaurant rating system. So he's getting four Firestones. <laughs> um, this is the good year. <laughs> yeah. Restaurant of the year. Sponsored so, by I, I know Baylor this and Hart is Jr. 
this is kind of a thing that like I know Nordstrom's. I think they have like restaurants within their department stores. Yes, the and, restaurants in department stores is a thing. Yeah, but I, I, it just seems like I don't know, such a, you know, when they say that like uh, malls are going out of business, mm-hmm. this it, it just sounds like such a like an archaic way of like trying to maintain business and not it's, losing to the internet. Absolutely, like it is such a it's it is a very old school old money kind of thing. Like you go to this. Like, you go to a Barney's in New York, like, a very, like, upscale uh, department store, and you get lunch there because they have a, they have a lunch counter or something. Yeah. Um, I, but, I knew a rich, uh, like, a, re- a person who came from a lot of money who would go on to say, like, you know who has the best cakes? It's, like, Nordstrom's. They have the best cakes there. <laughs> this is somebody I used to work with. <laughs> I, um, I went to a, maybe a similar kind of restaurant at the Mall of America yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> But it was actually pretty good. Oh, I can't wait to hear you plug it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, it was... Uh, so they they meet cute. They crab cute. Um, it goes poorly. Um, and um, sorry for the noise. Um, and uh, it, it's it's very weird. The, the dialogue in this movie is very stilted and, like, and quippy. Um but at this point, so after this interview that Tom Bartlett gives, uh, we meet Lois, the assistant, who has been in another of our movies, No Reservations. Um, mm-hmm. And we also learn here that uh, Tom is a creep and keeps track of his girlfriend's happiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what, is, by what metric is he measuring? I don't their fucking happiness? know. <laughs> like, I, is he like, like reading their faces? Like she has smiled every he does seconds. He does he speak like a fucking sociopath, so it wouldn't surprise me if he was like keeping track of his um, significant other's like facial features. Yeah, um, he's to like, see what I, they were thinking. I have collected their urine samples and sent them into the lab to <laughs> analyze the uh, enzyme balance of their gut flora. Yeah, and that blah blah blah. Uh, yeah, um, he's he's American psycho. Yeah, but so he's dating Amanda Pete, who he recently saw in Something's Gotta Give. Um, totally she, did not recognize her. <laughs> <laughs> she plays like crazy girlfriend kind of. She mm-hmm. she downloads her schedule to his schedule, which in 1999 they don't know what downloading is, which is very funny to me. Well, it's um, a big move for the relationship, <laughs> right? Yeah, she's downloading her schedule onto mine um, instead of uploading her schedule to his, which is whatever. Upload, um, dummy. <laughs> and um we also learn here that he idolizes Howard Hughes and wants to beat his paper airplane record. And Lois is like, Isn't that the guy who only wore pajamas? And he's like, That's Hugh Hefner, duh. Which was like, that was kind of a funny joke. I like that one. Yeah. But it goes to show the audience that he is a moron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and dangerous. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh so we get back to the restaurant. Um, they, uh, for some reason, Sarah Michelle Gellar and her sous chef, uh, Nolan, is uh, they both hate rum raisin ice cream, which is a weird stance. Yeah, they they both say at the same time. Yeah, like what's raisin. worse than something that tastes like blue cheese and dirt? Rum raisin. Rum, rum raisin. raisin. I think the writer had a had an axe to grind. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and the regulars are in, and they learn that 
the um, the restaurant is closing, and uh, Sarah Michelle Geller is like apologizing, like I can't make it the Southern Cross that it used to be, or something. Um, and that's the name of the restaurant. Uh, and here we learn that this restaurant has like has enough seating for thirty people, but employs three people, um, and only two of them are in the kitchen. Uh, it's fucking insane. <laughs> Um, the regulars are also like old neighborhood people, which I thought was quite fun. Um, they, I, I like the, I like them quite a bit. They just seemed like, like annoying New York residents. I don't know. It's pretty good. Yeah. I I really like the, I really like them actually. Yeah. Like the old guy comes in and he's like, oh, if if you're closing, where will I get lunch? He's like, you don't even order food here anyway. (laughs) He just kind (laughs) of hangs out in there, like reads his paper or something. Gets um, yeah, uh, this is also where we see the first of the awful sets. Um, I guess the first awful set is the very tiny farmer's market. Um, <laughs> it's so tiny. The, it's so funny. <laughs> the, restaurant, <laughs> the restaurant is like this. The walls are bright blue. The bar is super tiny. There's like mirrors everywhere and like this awful mural on the wall. It reminds me of like where uh, like kind of a child would get his hair cut. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally, and it, it looks like like a child's like uh, barbershop bib almost. Like yeah. I, I remember like having one of those around, like something that looked very similar, like a blue thing with like painted stars on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, it looks a lot like that. It's very '90s and very ridiculous. Um, but anyway, Sarah Michelle Geller is sad. She leaves the restaurant. She's like, I can't live up to my mother. Um, and outside. Gene, the Irish ghost from earlier, is he's not actually Irish, his name is just Gene O'Reilly. Um, but uh, he's pulling up in a cab, he's the driver, and he's letting off uh, Tom Bartlett and his girlfriend Chris. Uh, and they're like, This isn't where the fuck we told you to stop. Um, and he's just like, See ya, wouldn't want to be ya, basically. Uh, he's like, What, I'm supposed to solve all your problems? And he drives yeah. away. <laughs> Drives away. Uh, they see Sarah Michelle Gellar crying outside, and Tom Tom recognizes her and is like, "Hey, this is your restaurant. We should come in. I want that crab Napoleon that you said earlier." Mm-hmm. Um, like, hey, it's the girl with the crab. And she's or like, something. "Yeah." Uh, I, and she's like, "Okay, I guess I'll make this thing that I don't know how to cook for you." Um, and so like, she goes to look for like her mom's old recipes, but instead she finds like her earrings. So she's like, eh, close enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, and off this screen. Is, it's like yeah, um, and this is also where we see that the crab has taken up residence on a shelf. The the crab from earlier that ran away has taken up residence on a shelf in the kitchen. Um, yeah. And is just like hanging out, and they do like close up shots on it, like where it's presumably reacting. But it's a crab, so it doesn't have a fucking face. Well, you know, in film school, we call this the Kuleshov effect. So we can uh, infer what the crab must be thinking based on the context. Mm. But also, uh, the, the crab, like every time it's like a super close up, I have no idea where the crab is in the layout of <laughs> yeah. the kitchen. Like I know it's somewhere on a shelf, but I it's think always it's above so the tight. Sink, maybe. Like I, I don't know where it is. Like, At some it, point, the crab is, um, the crab is covered in produce for some reason, um, and it's, like it's a silly crab. Yeah, <laughs> which is also anyway. her mother. 
Which is her mother. Yeah, which is the ghost of her mother, I guess. Which also Um, has force powers like Baby Yoda, and it can make people (laughs) levitate people. Okay? Okay, folks? I don't know if that was the food or the crab or whatever, but... It, like, lifts anyway. his claw and, like, does, like, the Jedi hand yeah. motion. And, like, makes him fly. <laughs> I would These just like to also say... you're looking for. I, I would just also like to say, I think this movie ripped off a movie that came out, like, seven years ago. Before before this movie was made. Mm-hmm. Um, called, like, Water for Chocolate. Because mm. later on in the movie, we find mm. out that... Um, well, actually, I think after the scene, we find out that Sarah Michelle Gellar can like make people feel emotions the way she yes. like cooks into the food. Through so food. in this scene, she makes like a chicken. What is it? Uh, chicken catchatory. Catard or coyard yeah, or something. Some French something. sounding yeah, yeah. sounding word. She gives it to the girlfriend and makes the crab Napoleon, and she makes it full of love. And like I guess honesty or something. So I, I, honesty, I think. Um, but she also makes the crab Napoleon, and it's full of horniness. Oh yeah, I guess. I guess. But the whole point is that we see that like kind of Tom has this like revelation of like, oh my god, I love this. Like everything's so great and brilliant and beautiful. And the girlfriend gets like really angry and breaks up with Tom right there on the spot and then starts she smashing gets, like, the plates. Drunk yeah. or something. Yeah, right. she seems like and like they comment on it like did she fucking take drugs or something? Mm-hmm. Um it's very weird. Right. But there's this other movie called like Water for Chocolate and the whole premise is that there's a woman who can cook and the way she puts her feelings into the food, she can make other people feel it. Yeah. And that is like straight up this movie. That is straight up this movie, yeah. And that came out first. That came out in 1992 and was made in Mexico, I believe. Okay, yes, I, believe I, re- right. I remember. I remember that movie. I remember researching that movie for the podcast, and uh, we had. I wanted to do it, and then uh, now we did simply irresistible. I didn't know about this movie going in, and I kind of confused it in my mind because like, oh, that's the movie I, we talked about before. Holy shit! Okay, yeah, I remember reading about that movie. Yeah, like it, it, was, it was from a again. novel from 1989, so... And it's, like, a serious drama, right? Yeah, it's a period piece. Yeah. Like, it takes place in, like, the... Yeah. I, think I think there's, 1800s. like, a, a war and, like, two brothers and there's, like, death in the family and, like... It's a, it's, for, it's a long love. movie. Yeah. And also, there's certain parts I mean, of it I don't like, but it's, like, It sounds solid. a lot better than... <laughs> oh, 100% better than this movie. Um, but yeah, Amanda Pete like starts throwing fucking everything, and apparently those are like the only plates that they have in the restaurant. Um, in a she starts throwing plates at old people. Yeah, it's like a Greek <laughs> um, and wedding, ducking or and shit, and like they're not moving; they're just like <laughs> watching her do this, uh, and like no one's stopping her. I it's love insane. the editing to the sequence because it just seems like she's like throwing them like all of a sudden, but yeah. you can clearly see there's cuts, so it's like taking her mm-hmm. a little bit, but. It yeah. just seems so rapid. Um, we also see at this point uh, what this restaurant is wasting all its money on because apparently they have these gorgeous copper pans, which are extremely expensive and very, very shiny, which either means that they're brand new or they'd spend the time to wash them and scrub them and polish them every night, uh, which is something that, like, French kitchens do to show that they're they have a lot of money, mm-hmm. um, but apparently they, they do too, um, and they're also spending their money on Rube Goldberg martini machines, yeah. um, which uh, Aunt Sally, the uh, the waitress, offers them offers them martinis 
even though they didn't order them. And then she's just like, well, more for me, and yeah. starts drinking them herself. She's like, well, waste not, want not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. Or, or is... about the pans, option three, they're very old, and she just never uses them because she doesn't know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> you may be right. Um, and this, so there's also some, there's a conversation in the kitchen at this point. Ever notice how many words there are for delicious? Um, and she just starts like, Naming them. Naming words, words for delicious. Um, and she's getting like, and it's like weirdly horny. And like, there's this like romantic song behind it. Um, oh, the music in this movie, guys. Yeah. Uh, it's very strange. And like, Tom is having like an orgasm over this crab. And like, he's rubbing it on his face. Or she rubs it on his face. Or something. Yeah. Chris starts know. rubbing her food in his face. And says, um, like, you're a little piggy. I'm better than you. I hate you. I'm like, good for Chris. <laughs> I have written, I have a quote written down, rhymes with dill, which I don't know what the fuck that, <laughs> what oh, that it, refers to. Because he was like, oh, can I send me the bill? Oh, that rhymes with dill? Yeah. I have no idea where that dialogue was going. It's not funny or good in any way. Um <laughs> Okay, it's guys. <laughs> awful. It, this movie is too horny. Um, and basically, at, uh, they go back, to, or like Tom goes back to his office. I think he has a conversation with, um, with his assistant, and she says, "You think with your nuts," which again, too horny. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Doctor Kurt Connors, the lizard, Jonathan, <laughs> says to her, "I like you, Lois. You're like a man." You yeah, think with, you think, you think with, with your, nuts. your nuts. That's what she says, or that's what he says to her. Yeah, and she's like, and she has a crush on this man for some yeah, reason because of his hands. Yes, yes, strong, that's strong right. hands. Fuck's sake! But she Good will Lord. unfortunately lose one of them in a horrible <laughs> accident and try to regrow it because he wants to be immortal and um, turn into a lizard. So <laughs> um, anyway, so at this point, we see that sarah michelle geller is not developing her own recipes and is just like reading them out of a fucking cookbook which you own a restaurant you develop your own recipes you can take like uh it literally takes weeks to develop recipes you can take like you can take things from recipes but you don't like crib them directly off of a fucking the joy of cooking yeah <laughs> wait is this her mom's book like no i don't think so it's like a it, it looks like a illustrated cookbook like there's like photographs yeah. in it yeah because she doesn't know shit she doesn't know yeah. how to but but like it kind of i don't know there's some magic where she just like makes the food mm -hmm. without she has no skill mm -hmm. she has no skill and really it's just the magic crab that's making her magically good i so, guess why um, does she deserve she makes... to get this power <laughs> she does not deserve these powers no, she doesn't she doesn't do anything that shows that she's worthy of this like incredible thing yeah. she's not industrious she sucks no. at cooking she's she probably depressed she uh, could have like this this was a successful restaurant that she ran into the ground <laughs> because she was too prideful to hire a chef or, like, Never, promote her sous chef, like, yeah. who is a black man, to be the head chef. Like, why not just do this? Because apparently he's been working there for a while. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck? Only yeah. a demon or a devil would reward such behavior. Clearly. Um, yes. Anyway, 
she makes eclairs, which are not that difficult. Like, shoe pastry is, like, kind of finicky, but, like, you cook it in a pan with a wooden spoon, and, like, if you have a recipe, it's not that hard. Um, which she, she makes eclairs. They're, like, <laughs> ecstasy uh, in, in pastry form. Yes. Um, they will make you orgasm. Yes. And at this point... And have to uh, lie down. <laughs> so Tom offers to pay for the plates that she um, that his girlfriend broke. We don't see Amanda Pete for the rest of the movie, by the way. Or Gene. Um, yeah, or Gene. Until the <laughs> almost the very end, um, where he's the band leader of the restaurant Was <laughs> band. he? Yeah. <gasps> he's oh, the, he's in the background okay. as the band leader of the... I think um, my attention not. was like trailing. I was like walking around my bedroom instead of watching. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so at this point, so uh, Nolan, the sous chef, knocks on the door to the upstairs, which uh, she lives, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller lives at. And apparently she has these dolls that Nolan plays with a lot because she says hands off the dolls and like he knows exactly what he's doing. Did you guys catch that? Yeah, yeah. I don't. Weird. I didn't. Know Very what to strange. Make of there's there's a lot of backstory that's like hinted at in this movie that is, <laughs> is not. This movie, is this movie like a sequel and we just didn't know that? <laughs> I don't know. There was an unwritten have no idea. first one that never yeah. was produced or never filmed, and um, this is the second one. <laughs> but basically, uh, Amanda Sir Michelle Geller. Um, is not going to bill him for the plates, but she's going to go to his department store and ask him to buy them for her. Um, which, like, I get it. That's actually kind of smart, but also, like, because, like, she can see what she's picking out. Yeah, because she lost $12 worth of plates. Yeah. <laughs> she lost seven plates, and she picks out sets, four different sets, uh-huh. which is good because she only had seven of them in the first place. But, um, anyway... Uh, she goes there, it's like, I don't understand, um, there's a, at some point, someone says that men are only interested in sports, cars, money, and sex. I think that was her sous chef. Yes, uh, which is quite funny to me, um, and it's, again, far too horny, uh, also, he's just there for her to bounce dialogue off of. Yeah, totally. Like that's he does not have a character besides being like a snarky black guy. Mm-hmm. Um, like he is, that's his character trait. And give uh, like a, a basketball metaphor at the end because of course, yeah, because he's black. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and uh, we go to the department store. Uh, two men get horny over a beautifully organized display. That was um, all for the payoff of Sarah. <laughs> Knocking it over, whoops! Yeah, knock it over. <laughs> um, they they do like this weird, like hard to get thing where like I can't hear you. They get in a fucking, um, they get in an elevator. She gives them a, an eclair. Uh, we hear that we hear about how men grab their belts, and it makes them horny, or like it shows that they're horny or they're thinking about sex. Um, and then. She says, one good sexual thought takes at least 20 minutes, which, where does she get that from? I don't know. They, they just need a fuck already. Like, I don't know why they're playing this, like, ring around the rosy, like, bullshit. 
Um, like, they're adults. Just hook up. And apparently she also knows a lot about paper airplane parts. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> which we learn at this point. It's like, she nice, looks, nice wing folds. Yeah. Um, and because she hated algebra, she's good at paper airplanes. Also, um, probably from the first movie. Yep. You know, uh, while her mother was, like, dying and, like, trying to keep this restaurant together, she's like, hey, uh, do you want to help out in the restaurant? No, I'm too busy building airplanes, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, we meet uh, one of Tom's coworkers, Brian, who enters the enters the elevator and doesn't turn around. Um, you So, like, standard elevator etiquette is enter the elevator, turn around, hit the button that you need, and then remain turned around. Yeah. He enters the elevator, doesn't hit a button, and just is there facing these two people for the entire time. Hey guys, what you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking weird. <laughs> what you doing? Um God. Uh we see at this point the um the kitchen set at the restaurant in the uh department store, which mm-hmm has a raised dais which would never happen like a raised um range set or whatever which would never happen in a kitchen because you can't like you wouldn't have a step in a kitchen because that would mean like you can't like roll things onto it um that means people are falling over yeah it's just bad design um and it's this like altar and the chef is at the top of it and he's handing out slices of truffle as like communion (laughs) Um, as like Catholic communion, and it was very, very weird. Yeah, and Jonathan uh, is, is talking to Tom. He's like, you know, this floor you picked out, this really fucks me up. This fucks up my depth perception or something. And he was right because we see it later in the dream sequence, the dance. That it floor looks is like, like like Twilight Zone. Tim it looks Burton, like David the Chevron. Lynch. It looks like the Chevron floor from the Black Lodge in Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. <laughs> nice, <laughs> yeah. Um, which. The first episode of Twin Peaks The Return, the intro is slightly longer, and they do this, so they have the red curtain, and they have the chevron floor, and it's like this spinning, um, it's this spinning thing, and it gives me motion sickness (laughs) Um, when I watch it. It's fucked up. Uh, Anyway, yeah. So What's the chef's name again? Jean Valjean? uh, (laughs) Valderon. Valderon. Yeah. Um, So, Sarah Michelle Gellar picks out a bunch of different plates and she's uh and there and he goes like ooh an eclectic selection but like at like funky cool bistros and things they do have like a collection of different plates so like that's a cool thing to do anyway so this guy doesn't know shit about restaurants um, yeah he actually doesn't <laughs> yeah uh they have this weird dance interlude yeah uh, i think you were mentioning like, before we started recording that there's a lot of yes. like fred astaire like on tributes. the wikipedia on the Wikipedia, there is six uh, references to Fred Astaire movies, so that explains quite a, or four references or five references to Fred Astaire uh, movies, which makes a lot of sense because it does have that sort of feel, especially this dance scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does; it feels like an older style of movie, and the dialogue does like it's it's quippy in that kind of. Um, like you could hear it's like a Cary screwball Grant. comedy. Yeah, like you, you could hear Cary Grant saying some of this stuff. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, the crab is still in the kitchen. Um, it's very weird. 
they have this dance interlude. They like don't kiss, but they might kiss. They're not sure if they danced or not. Yeah, it's like Very a fever strange. dream. It's like, who are we? She cooks this shrimp dish, which is very weird because apparently, so like at this point, the restaurant is getting more and more popular because people realize that it's good again. She cooks a shrimp dish, but apparently can't cook crab. I don't know how that works. Um, oh yeah, all this, yeah, it's all like there's a hundred, she's like, we served a hundred dinners tonight. Yeah. Like, uh, I guess word of mouth off screen. Like, I we, guess. Um, and they show, they show like the, um, the chalkboard of all the, like the daily specials and stuff. And like, it looks, it sounds pretty good. I like that kind of restaurant. I like a, I like a daily menu bistro. That's very good. But oh, very weird. Uh, real quick after they dance, like he goes back up to his office with the eclairs and then Lois has one and she freaking comes hard she, and has to lie down and is like breathing really heavily. <laughs> she straight up comes. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, like, he <gasps> smells the eclairs. So like, he smells the eclairs from several floors away, steals them from her regulars. Um, yeah, the, the old people. <laughs> yeah, the old people from from the restaurant earlier, and they say like, "Ooh, I told you it was dangerous uptown," which was pretty funny. Yeah, because <laughs> um, also uptown Manhattan is like very bougie. It is dangerous. Uh, you can get murdered by an American psycho. <laughs> um, they, at this point, she calls him to ask him on a date or something. Uh, there's some sensual peach peeling, which is definitely like a allegory for eating ass. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, and and, and it's, that's yeah, not the, the crab only peach levitating peach in this movie. It. Oh, there's a lot of sensual peach in this movie. Yeah, um, and they finally acknowledge the weird shit that's happening because there is a coat of fog around the restaurant, uh, mm-hmm. and they start floating. <laughs> Like the kind of fog you would find in a spooky graveyard. Yeah, no, it's like dry ice like <laughs> is like covering the restaurant and there's enough to like fill it. Yeah. Uh, it's and... like vanilla fog. And they start like floating up towards the ceiling like fizzy lifting drinks from Charlie yeah. the Chocolate Factory. And he gets freaked out, like sort of breaks up with her. And then, she's like, into crawls, it. Crawls like, back to her. She's like, just kiss me, stupid. It's very strange. And he's like, she's... we're fucking flying. Like, oh, no. <laughs> she's like, shut up, just kiss me. She becomes the head chef of his restaurant, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he, like, he thinks she's a witch for like five minutes. <laughs> for five <laughs> minutes and then like comes crawling back to her. And then she's like, because Valderon he's like, quits. I want to control my own destiny. And she's and, like, oh, he suck. And then, yeah. you know, like a man's destiny is his character, which I thought was a, a good line. And he's like, is uh, that a curse? And he's like, well, for you it is. Which I thought was a good line. Yeah. Uh, um, we should mention that Valderon quits because Air France lost his knives and they uh, and they couldn't get him good enough knives. I love the way he reacts is that he throws a knife at him. He throws a knife at them. And it's yeah. like a Looney Tunes kind of like, sticks into the wall. Okay. I want to talk about the stunts in this movie because I noticed they do the thing where like he's flo- uh tom is floating on the ceiling he falls but we don't actually see him fall we just see him shot of the ceiling shot of him getting up from the floor and you yeah. hear like the sound earlier he throws a paper airplane and it hits some lady in the hair again you don't see the impact you just see kind of like her like her falling her head back yeah her going like Ugh. yeah and i i i know what you're doing movie i can see right through you <laughs> movie magic not so magic 
Um, the crab is now in the new kitchen. Yeah. Um, because I guess it followed them. <laughs> Wait, also, why did the crab levitate them in the first place? It just freaked them out and scared them off. I don't fucking know. <laughs> None of this movie makes sense. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Valjean says, au revoir, dickhead. Yeah, and leaves. <laughs> um, she becomes the head chef. It's kind of like, and like this dickhead French shoe chef is like, oh, yeah. oh you're a woman. You can't cook. Yeah. Um, and like is like totally ready to take over for her and then she's like no I'm the chef and he goes okay what do you want me to do um, it's fucking stupid yeah uh, and then also like uh, while they're like already into service like almost done with the appetizers I think like they come in and are like totally new plan <laughs> yeah we she don't <sighs> yeah she's like okay hey sous chef hand me the truffles and he's like we don't have any truffles. The last chef took his truffles home with him to France. Because he like, handpicks them himself. And he's like, why didn't you fucking say that at the beginning of the service, dude? Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, now that we need to make the dish? Like, don't you, you, you take inventory before you fucking die? <laughs> I hate um, it. <laughs> the, uh, she's, like, making all this food. The entire restaurant is either, like, weeping or, like, not talking or doing like crazy shit like this man is like confessing his love for another person and like mm -hmm. realizing that he never lived up to his potential um I there's really like a the there's scene. like a there's a, there's a part where lois the, the assistant um it's everyone is like very quiet and contemplative and tom the the manager goes up and is like what the fuck is going on and she goes shh this is nutty um it's like don't understand um the peaches are back and they're smoking like there's like dry ice like very clearly like a tube like coming out of them uh -huh. and like dry ice smoke coming <laughs> coming you out know, it looks like you farts know, coming out of a butt yeah. it does it does look like farts coming out of an ass i thought that was an apple bong man <laughs> i thought they were getting high man oh man it turned out it was just weed the whole time <laughs> yeah i mean I it wouldn't surprise me if the secret ingredient dude at the end was like molly or something or mdma <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah they're fucking they're lacing everything with fucking uh with ecstasy all right oh, i forget all right the movie kind of forgets the whole like emotion in the cooking thing because for most of the movie the only emotion is horny and she's yeah. just like making people really horny and then yeah. all of a sudden like she's like feeling things because it now. seems like that's what because the only people that don't get horny like the the only person that doesn't get horny with the food um is chris the girlfriend in the beginning mm -hmm. um she well, made I, it mad chicken yeah because chicken. she was yes. pounding the chicken with anger yeah um but then for the rest of the movie it's horny right yeah and then at the very end it's sad and contemplative yeah um and it's like lost ambition and nostalgia yeah and there's one dude stands up and it's like this appetizer is the poem he's that i never yeah, wrote before only once in a blue moon does this occur oh god i hated the scene so much <laughs> it sucks it sucks so bad um and again it's she, a ripoff of this other movie <laughs> yeah there's a there's like a um the dinner's done i guess 
I write, did they really need a montage? Oh yeah, there's a montage because they needed to fill out fill out the last like five minutes of the movie <laughs> oh, before the credits. This is my favorite part. <laughs> there's a montage of all the times that they ate in the rest of the movie. Um, yeah, that's always a it's, mark it's, of a good movie. Of course, yeah. it, it, in chronological order. So it's like the first time he sees Sarah Michelle Gellar like peeking up from underneath the table, chasing it's a crab. So fucking <laughs> stupid. Oh, also, uh, I want to I want to point out real quick in the kitchen. Uh, all right, so the waitress who we just meet for this scene explains to Sarah Michelle Gellar, "Your food is making people feel what you feel." She has it explained to her. So this whole time, like I don't know, over a week or so. She never realizes what her food is actually doing to people. Like, she was like floating and and yeah. shit, <sighs> and like making magic, making food magically when she used to not know how to make food. But she, up until this point, she never is conscious that her emotions are imbued in her food, and has some rando just tell her. And also, <laughs> is nobody in the kitchen tasting the food before it's going out? Like, because they they're not affected by it, and she's yeah. like. What's going on? They must hate it. I it, 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 this this movie has no concept of how a kitchen works, how restaurants work at all, and like how chefs do their jobs, like in any way. Yeah, and it's infuriating. And, and like the the sous chef is like, oh, your appetizer must suck because they're all silent now, or yeah. or something like that. And like it's he would so be weird. tasting the food too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she th- there's like a um there is now like a dance at the end she decides to join i guess uh and she looks like she went to prom oh no, um, no, no. wait first she's wearing first, a prom dress they, they do the like oh they're they're both leaving the building like tom and her at the same time but yeah oh that's crossing, right that's right they're not crossing paths so oh my god will he get, get to her in time and so he goes up to his office god. and then picks up chekhov's paper airplane and throws it towards her taxi and it flies right in the window and, and it lands up. on her lap and she opens it up and she runs out and he grabs a dress for her um which is perfectly her size mm-hmm. um and she looks like she is at a as at prom in 1999 mm-hmm. um <laughs> she has a big updo with the tiara and like this pink dress mm-hmm. um like this kind of maxi dress and it's just fucking ridiculous yeah and i'm like i i, I like that he put the dress on a mannequin in the elevator to meet her yeah <laughs> i thought that was kind of kind of smart but then also, like, I was like, what? She has her all new jewelry, hair, and makeup done, as well as this dress. Like, how the fuck? And then I just said, fuck it. The crab did it. Like, <laughs> the crab did it. Um, because, and we know that the crab did it because the band leader is Gene O'Reilly. Oh, shit. Uh, I actually totally missed that. <laughs> did we also mention about how, like, the one of the French sous chefs, like, uh, fed the crab, like, some of the appetizer? And no, like, I didn't see that. He's yeah, like, "Hey, oh. here you go, my my pretty or my love." <laughs> yeah, my love, and and he's totally like dipping that. his hand in like the the peach custard or whatever, and like letting the crab lick it, and it goes. <laughs> Terrible. Because that's how crabs. I'm work. glad they didn't kill the crab. Like, also, she just left a crab in a French kitchen and expected nobody to kill it. I mean, this crab has been existing outside of water for a week. 
Well, it's also a magic demon crab. So yeah. It's not it actually it's not technically matter. alive, I guess. It's just um, powered by demonic energy. So I have um, this. I so there's some notes on the production in Wikipedia that are pretty oh, fun. Oh, uh, as oh, as yeah. uh, as they're slow dancing, uh, the crab uses the force once more to make them float again. Yes, they start floating again, <laughs> and then it like does like. Uh, an iris in to like because it's old timey, mm-hmm. but it also doesn't center directly on them. Yeah. Rather than centering no, on it them, centers on it's Jean. just the center of the screen. Was there it's, anything in the center? Yeah, it centers on Gene O'Reilly. Oh fuck! Because he's I the main I, character of this movie. Yeah, because yes. he's the main character, and I have face blindness, and I didn't realize. <laughs> and I guess we're supposed to assume at this point that yes, he's definitely some sort of demon. <laughs> yeah. Is this like? Uh, is this like? Um, uh, wonderful life situation where he's like yeah. trying to get his wings. Maybe he's trying to get his demon bat wings. <laughs> Probably <laughs> demon bat wings. Yeah. Um, anyway, apparently this production. It's th- so here's some here's some quotes from Wikipedia. Mark Tarlov, the director, um, on the conception of the film, it arose from the intersection of eating and drinking and romance. Part of his interest with the movie was the idea of being able to bend reality. How food and wine actually bends time and space. <laughs> the whole Einsteinian view of bending time and space based on your position relative to the events that are happening. That sounds like an explanation for a paper when you wrote it like the night before. Exactly. Yeah. He was like, I don't know. I wanted to fucking have a crab float some folks. Like, <laughs> fuck. Um, so Tarlov's wife is Judith, the, the screenwriter. Oh, um, wow. That explains a lot. Uh, according to Tarlov, the script was about a middle-aged young woman. What? Yep. Okay. Who had never found romance before because she'd never found her passion. And when she found her passion, which was cooking, romance followed. Which, apparently she had been cooking for at least a year before this and was very bad at it. Because she didn't and have a hot man to impress. So her, her passion was actually this man who forced her to realize that she could cook. Um, and so a man is what spurred all this to happen. Mm-hmm. And apparently yeah, like... the film was supposed to star Holly Hunter, which I think would have been great casting, actually. Mm-hmm. She didn't want her to play the or The studio didn't want her to play the part, though. Sarah Jessica Parker was then the next choice, which I also like that. And the studio felt she was too old. And then it was written, it was rewritten to be 20-year-old Sarah Michelle Gellar. I think Sarah Jessica Parker would have done a much better job. I agree. And um, Holly Hunter. Also, yeah. Southern, that makes more sense. Southern, Southern Cross. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, to have like a Southern woman playing the, like Holly Hunter as this mm-hmm. Southern chef. I don't fucking know. Um, like, this movie would have been so much better if they just took out the fucking crab and Gene O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> and and just like didn't have a stupid explanation Magical for realism. why magic is happening. It's like it's magic. Just let it happen. Yeah, I don't, I, you don't even need the magic. Yeah, you don't just need have the magic. Like, yeah, you could just have her like like slowly becoming better at cooking. Yeah, or like, slowly discovering that she enjoys cooking rather than yeah whatever dead end job she might have before. Yeah, yeah. Um, chasing why is she chasing a maniac? <laughs> he is idolizes Howard Hughes. Doesn't know how to make a paper airplane. It's not that hard, <laughs> folks, okay? What, do you never uh, look up a book on how to make a paper airplane? Jeez. 
So this film has a rating of 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. Roger Ebert gave um, this three stars. He what? gave it three out of four stars. That baffles me. He said, old-fashioned and obvious, yes, like a featherweight comedy from the 1950s, but that's the charm. Was he like, was this around the time when he was dying? He might have been a little more sentimental. Was no, charming? that's like 10 years before he died. Okay, maybe. He should have died then. <laughs> should have died 10 years earlier. <laughs> anyway, what? this movie's fucking bonkers. Uh-huh. Oh, but. yeah. There was... um. Also, we should have we should note that Jonathan and Lois hook up. Also, yeah. I loved Jonathan and Lois together because his character actually has an arc uh, where like he's like a horrible person who like lives up lives in the spec in the shadow of his grandfather, and uh, but like he hooks up with Lois because she like seduces him with the eclairs, and then like aside to her, he's like she's like. Uh, like, can I see you tonight? And he's like, and then she's like, you're the boss. And he's like, well, actually, he's like all stuttering and mumbling. Actually, tonight, I, I want you to be the boss. I'm like, Ooh. oh, shit. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> yeah, get it, lizard. Anyway. I think, yeah, uh, I, I like I think the side should... characters more than the, the main characters. Yeah. I think we should uh, get to some ratings, guys. Let's do it. Oh, hell fuck yeah. So our highest rating has only been given to one movie, and that is I'd Like to Speak to the Chef. I'd Like to Speak to the Crab. I'd Like to Speak to the Crab, (laughs) who is the mastermind behind the chef. What if this was a Ratatouille-style movie instead of a rat? It was a crab. Much better. You're right. 100% better. Either go (laughs) really crazy with the crab idea or ground it in reality. Pick yes. one movie. Oh my can't god! She both. has a crab on her head, like mm-hmm. with its little claws, like clicking against her skull, like. And it's like possessed by the spirit of like a dead French chef, and he's like always smoking. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be great. Maybe Red, maybe got the idea. Maybe Pixar got the idea for Ratatouille from this movie. Yeah. Thieves. You know this movie. I wonder how many animals this movie went through, like. Before they landed on crab. Yeah, magic crab chef. Uh, like, what if we had, like, um, I don't know, like a halibut or something? Yeah, like it's, one of it those... has to be, like, something that she would buy to make in her kitchen. So it'd be, yeah. like, a lobster. It's some sort of fish. It kind of has to yeah. be some sort of fish. Like Maybe a, a rabbit. Like a, a, chicken. Singing, a singing wall bass or something. Or, like, a talking can <laughs> of vegetables, like, in Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> Voiced by yeah. Johnny Benjamin. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Why am I not a cat of talking beans? I mean, that honestly, so <laughs> maybe, okay, so Wet Out American Summer was shot in 1999. They might have gotten the idea for that from this movie. Um, yeah, I feel like, oh my god, I always like to point out, like, this movie, David Wayne would just like. Oh, carve up. If this was like, a David Wayne comedy, it would yeah. be so much better. <laughs> yeah, there's there's so many beats that are like, oh, if you just tweak that, like turn it up a little bit more. Then <laughs> yeah, you, you what if Tom movie. was played by Michael Showalter? Yeah. <laughs> or actually, Michael Ian Black is a better pick for that. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Ratings. I like to speak to the crab. Ratings. I, I like to speak to the crab. We've only given that to one movie, and that movie is Quentin. Chef. Crab. Uh, <laughs> I really wanted to say that. <laughs> and um, go with your heart. 
So, uh, below that, we have I'll have what they're having, or I'll have what Phil's having. I'll have what's crabs uh, having. <laughs> I'll have what crabs having. Um, below that, we have. Um, uh, You're trying to fit this crab into here. <laughs> three, three crab stars. Um, and below that, we have I'll take it to crabs. <laughs> And uh, below that, we have on three, one, two, three. Uh, uh, crab, crab, please. please. Um, we did it. And below that, we have our lowest rating, which we've only given to one movie, and that movie is Waiting, starring Ryan Crabble. <laughs> and, um, that, and that rating is uh, Dinah Crabs. <laughs> This reminds me of an evening I once spent uh, watching this movie called Silent or Deadly Eyes, which is a movie about deadly rats, uh, and it has Scatman Carruthers. And I watched it at like <laughs> three in the morning with Vincent, and we just couldn't stop making like Ratman Carruthers jokes. Is... <laughs> okay, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna ask if it was an evening spent with Vincent because that is a Vincent ass bit, just like, just like putting other words into another title. Yeah, we just kept including rat instead. An entire day, one time, we did that for the word vape and Neil Young songs, um, and it was fantastic. Anyway, miss you, Vincent. Um, but yeah, so I guess I'll start with my rating. I think I would. I'm gonna have to give this movie. I'll. Uh, I'll take or no, it's it's an uh, check, please. This movie sucked. But I think if you watched it with people and got drunk and like had fun with it, I think it would be very fun. But watching it alone on a Wednesday night, uh, sort of drunk by myself, <laughs> was not very fun, um, and it kind of sucked. But um, yeah, it's definitely an uh, check, please, for me. Jackson, you took the crabs right out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, I was, yeah. I wish we started this, is, this bit earlier. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a definitely a check, please. Um, with friends, get drunk, get high, uh, do some Molly, do some heroin, um, and watch this movie. Quinton, yeah, uh, crab, please. Um, but actually, yes, please, more crab. I want more crab in this movie. Mm, yep i wish but no not, not not good not bueno i really had a hard time focusing on this movie <laughs> yeah. honestly they're in, they introduced a magic crab and it was not featured in the movie enough yeah if you're gonna have a magic crab really use the shit out of that magic crab <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah uh, okay so <laughs> all right to wrap up things we like to all clink our glasses and say pro oh, ventro. We need to, oh, we need plugs, to, uh, plugs, plugs, we need plugs. plugs. Oh, you jump the gun. You jump the crab. Okay, so. I jump the gun. So, I try to fill, fill the silence with what I, I default <laughs> to. So uh, I will start. Um, it was uh, Olivia Nice's three-year anniversary um, this weekend. Pro ventro. And we, yeah, thank you. And we went to dinner last night and we went to a sort of upscale Italian restaurant called IE Italian Eatery on the south side of Minneapolis on Cedar. Um, it's very good. It did put, uh, I one of my recommendations from a couple weeks ago, like a month or two ago, is called El Vento, and it went out of business, and IE is part of the reasons why <laughs> El Vento went out of business. Um, but it is, for the price 
and the portion size, it is not quite as worth it as other Italian restaurants, but the ambiance and the wait staff and the food itself was delicious. Um, the wine list is fantastic and, um, yeah, totally, totally check it out if you want to have like some delicious, like a great drink program and, um, some tasty appetizers for sure. So yeah, i.e. Italian eatery. Tim, you got one? Um, Oh, yeah. and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Foobies yeah. Podcast. Uh, Foobies Podcast. That's a Foobies Podcast. Um, and follow me on Twitter as well, at DemicTim, for fun memes. And you can, if you're in New Orleans and you want to go to a beer garden, go down to the Bayou St. John neighborhood to the New Orleans Beer Garden, um, which is a nice vibe. It's like mostly outdoors. By, excuse me, it's called Bayou Beer Garden of New Orleans, and uh, yeah, they have cool stuff. This one um, lady who was a rep for Miller Lite gave us free Miller Lights in a black can because it's the new Miller Lite offline beer, so I instantly Snapchatted it, (laughs) Um, but it's like, you're supposed to enjoy this beer, not on your phone, but talk Mm -hmm. to your real friends, and that sounds scary, (laughs) Um, so watch out. Wow, real black mirror over here. yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Chino Latino Q. I have a Twitch channel at Ceviche Q. And I review movies like this on Letterboxd at Chino Latino Q as well. Is this going on your Letterboxd? Oh, it is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, everything that I watch goes on my Letterboxd. <clears throat> but Restaurant All Recommend is called Lala's Italian or Argentine Grill, uh, which is located in Studio City. Um, it's like a pretty solid restaurant. It's not a place I would spend my money at, but the only time I've ever gone has been on like whatever show I've worked on's money. So mm. it's always been very, very decent, oh, pretty good food. So, nice. hey, as Kanye West said, the best things in life are free. Anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, those are my, those are my plugs. All right. Yes. Tim? Okay. You wrap us up? Uh, now, now we're going to clink our glasses and say Provecho to wrap things up. And it's like, thanks for dining and to your health. Uh, one, two, three. Provecho. Provecho. <laughs> <laughs>